Let's just talk a bit about today. We're into the 22nd annual Chorus Radiothon. Just talk a bit about what kind of a difference this event has made to the stollery itself and the work that goes on there. Well, I am not uh, using hyperbole when I say this is the largest fundraiser that the Stollery has, uh, and without the support of the entire Alberta community, so not just Edmonton, but surrounding community, and then we get we get donations and support from all over Alberta, uh, we wouldn't be able to deliver the kind of care that we are able to at the Stollery, not just in terms of equipment, but the training of the the, the medical professionals and the, the child life, the family-centered approach to care that the Stollery delivers. So honestly, uh, if it wasn't for you, we would not have a Stollery, and we're so grateful for that. Yeah, Mike, you know, we talk a, a little bit about how the Stollery is world-class, and I think people hear that, but maybe take it for granted a little bit. Um, we've mentioned a, a little bit this morning about some of the programs that are offered, but what are some of the things that the money raised today is going are, are going to go towards to continue to make the Stollery world-class and continue to expand on what's already there? Well, first of all, you know, all hospitals get funded by the provincial government and your tax dollars, and that's wonderful. But children are different patients than adults. And in fact, there's 85 hospitals for adults, and there's only two for kids. So without donations, we can't wrap things up. One of the things that we're doing is we're expanding the beach area, which is a play area specifically for young kids, kids in sort of their their tweens, and even teenagers. And we're doubling the size of the space. We're going to create a space that allows kids to actually go outside, get some fresh air. We've never had that before. And it's so important because we have some kids that stay, you know, uh, especially when they have long-term treatments for months and months at a time and they're away from home they have to you know keep going to school they're separated by their families sometimes so super important um the other area that i i'm really passionate about is the expansion of our mental health services at the stollery now we're able to deliver 24 7 access to mental health care for kids and their families um de-escalate the crisis that happens and also get them into the system um with visits after the fact so um this is a this is breakthrough through stuff we we are not we're not able to do this before but thanks to donors we're able to make this kind of service happen yeah and mike a lot of the money that is raised through events like this i mean we, we talk so much about the care that the doctors and the nurses provide and everything but it's a whole wraparound service mm-hmm. that you guys provide with you know art therapy and pet therapy and music therapy and like you say the beach and mental health services it's a it's a whole you know ecosystem down there and that all takes money it certainly does, and in fact, it like you know, like the entire child life side of things. If if we didn't have donors, if we didn't have the course radiothon, there would be nothing like that. And um, so we need to sustain that over time. We need to make sure that that, that happens so that uh, you know kids don't check into the hospital by themselves, right? They yeah, they, exactly. come, they come with their parents, they come with their brother and sister. You know, you've, it's it's the middle of February and uh, it's late at night, and a mom comes in with croup, and she's got two other kids. Uh, they've got to be occupied. Uh, while you know x-rays are happening or whatever happens to be so we we really do take the approach that it's about the entire family and you know like for example so what under under underknown uh, uh, program that we have is a bereavement program so when when a child unfortunately passes away we are still taking care of that entire family up to a year afterwards to get them past that that grief and that is not something you get into the hospital uh, otherwise so we really do try to take care of everybody
Yeah, I think there's so many programs like that, Mike, that people might not necessarily know about or even understand that that are offered. It's just, it's incredible, the, the resources that are available and the work that continues to be done. So if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, I only have you know, $10, $20, it, that still does go a long way, right, Mike? Yeah, well, first of all, if you donate now, like your $10 becomes $20. Yeah, so right. please do that. <laughs> uh, thanks to Daytona Homes. But, but you know, we have, th- this foundation is not based upon big donations. It's actually based upon the cumulative efforts of people all across Western Canada. And we had over 100,000 people donate, which is, you know, like that's an amazing number of people. But they all donate little amounts. So, so whether it's ten dollars or twenty dollars, whether you you donate a hundred dollars, all of it goes towards making sure that we are nimble at the hospital, that we are able to make the biggest difference at the time when the hospital needs it. And this is not something adult hospitals usually get a chance to do because most of the time the the donors are designating it to big things. Well, we can we can make that impact. You know, right away. In fact, right after this meeting, I'm meeting with the hospital to talk about what's the latest thing. So, uh, so you know, like that's we 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 meet all the time to 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 deliver the best care possible. Yeah, and we are so thankful that you do, and uh, yeah. so thankful to have that facility in our city. I just have to say, Chelsea Shea, like we're so grateful as well to Course Radio Thought to Six Thirty Chad. You guys do such an amazing job of telling the story. I uh, I like. I didn't even want to come on the air. I just wanted to listen to you. So <laughs> you guys were so good about about talking about it. You're, you know, like after this gig is done, you should take over my job because you're so good at it. So. <laughs> Mike, you know that we appreciate an ego stroke. So yeah. thank you for working that in. Um, you know nice. what we enjoy. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It's, it's truly, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure to do this, it honestly, sure to share yeah. the stories of, of the families and, and the kids, of course, that are just, their bravery uh, should not, should not be not mentioned. So, Mike, thank you for making the time. We'll let you get back to your real job now, uh, but we always okay. appreciate the chat. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.